Welcome back to another episode of Measurection Radio. This is episode number 27. My name is Joshua Tyler, president of Measurection.com and Measurection Radio host. Joining me is our penis posse, Alan, our vice president of operations, joining us from Atlanta. Hello, Alan. Hello, Josh. Things are great here in Atlanta tonight. That's good. You have a nice weather down there? Very nice. Yeah. A little bit dry. I think that may be contributing to uh, some strain in my voice tonight. Uh-oh. Got a little strain going on. Well, are you affected by the allergies? The allergies have been bad here. The, the oh, pollen. yeah. Pollen's been way, way up here as well. Well, let's see. From the land of Canada, where they don't need to worry about uh, allergies, mm. because when they're under all that snow, the pollen doesn't fly around. But <laughs> joining us from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, uh, Diane, our Girl Talk goddess. Hello, Diane. I'll want to tell you that I live in Vancouver, which means I don't have snow. They have I rain. I live in an igloo. Huh. I swore I you know, did. Joe. No? It's like okay. Seattle up there, right? It was a beautiful spring day here, and you didn't need a jacket. And thank God I have no allergies. Mm. Hi, guys. How are you doing tonight? Hi. We are good. <laughs> Very good. Great. And then from New Jersey, Michael, mm-hmm. our Measurection Radio intern. Hello, Michael. Hello, Josh. How you doing tonight? Um, I'm doing okay tonight, and I have to say that today it was 75 degrees, so there oh. is definitely no snow. No but snow are, in New Jersey. <laughs> no snow in New Jersey, but plenty of allergies. Plenty of allergies. Me. Yeah. Hmm. I took the last of my uh, long sleeve shirts to the laundry today ah. to be laundered so I can put them all away for the season. Oh, yeah. pack them away. Yep. Good Lucky idea. you. I can't do that yet because we're going to have rain. Sure as shit, we're going to have rain. Hmm. <laughs> well, the Pacific Northwest, well, we would call it Northwest. I guess it's Southwest yeah. for Canada. But it's, isn't, it, isn't it rainy all the time up there? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. We had a record in January we were trying to break. It was like, I don't even know how many, 26 days of rain straight. Wow. It's just like Seattle up there, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Seattle's hmm. only a couple hours away. I'm still surprised there's no igloos. Shut up (laughs) Who was I talking I was talking to somebody today And I I said They were talking about Somebody that's Canadian And I said If you want to annoy a Canadian Say what I said to you one time Which is Canada's our 51st state And they laughed Yeah No That's a good way to aggravate Canadians If you want to push their buttons It's a good button to just push We're very patriotic Very patriotic With that little Nike Nike swish logo That Sean always used to talk about the Adidas yeah. logo. What did he call it? He called it the Adidas logo. No, that was Nike. Nike has the swoosh. <laughs> Nike's got the swoosh. Canada's got the maple leaf. Right. That's right. Well, <laughs> to participate. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. To participate on Resurrection Radio, you can call our dick phone. Toll free in the U.S. and Canada, call 1-877-922-DICK. That's 1-877-922-3425. Or you can email us at radio at measurection.com or visit us on the web at www.measurection.com slash radio. You can also listen to us on radiogay.com where we Canadians show you how it's done. Check their program for details. Hey. Mm. Actually, it's radio. Hey, shut up. <laughs> you, you know what? The script is wrong. We copied and pasted it from somewhere. It's actually radiogay.ca. Oops. Oops. So I didn't write it. No, you didn't write it. <laughs> I'm only reading it. <laughs> and we probably said it wrong last week because I copied this from last week's script. Oh, no. Which I copied from another Sorry, week's Tim. script. Sorry, Tim. Sorry, Tim. After all he's done for us. I eh? know. <laughs> oh, our bad. Tim, the round mound of sound at Radio Gay. <laughs> so we've got a... He has a fantastic radio voice. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely, uh, definitely a broadcaster by nature. <laughs> Later on in this show, we'll be discussing exhibitionism. Do you like to be watched? But uh, first, we're going to chat about stuff I don't know what we're going to chat about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we may have way. accidentally used up all of our chatter. <laughs> oh, you know, actually, I, I had something I was going to mention to Alan. You know, Alan, a few shows ago, had the uh, toilet paper uh, rant about how they're making <laughs> toilet paper smaller and such. And this week, the infamous toilet. Yes, in fact, today, in fact, well, it's kind of been all week, but the, today I noticed it as well. I've had a, a roll of toilet paper that I should have taken back off the roll and mailed it to Alan, 
because when it was being wound, it, it, it was he'd have loved it because when it was being <laughs> wound, there was like a, a wedgel in the middle, like a fold, so that mm. it it actually the strip was actually wider than it should have been, and it was wound so that when you when you took it off, you could expand that little wedgel, and at times the the toilet paper was an extra inch wider, and I thought, oh wow. It's like super deluxe first class toilet paper. <laughs> You're lucky. Last week I had a toilet paper roll that wasn't perforated. I hated that. Oh, isn't that awful? <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. You get a roll that isn't where the perforations don't go through. Properly. Right, and everything rips off. I hate that. Oh, gosh. Alan's got, oh, I can only imagine he's got rants for everything. Alan has toilet paper issues. Really? (laughs) Seriously, never met anyone with toilet paper issues like Alan has. He's got them for sure. (laughs) Well, some people apparently, from from what I've I've read, some people use like a wad of toilet paper. And then there are those of us, like me, (laughs) who count the squares and fold it neatly to use it. You gotta, so, uh, uh, gotta have the uh, the correct amount, huh? Yes, every time. <laughs> I you have OCD. So <laughs> OCD. Too many squares is wasteful, and too few can be can be dangerous. Yes, <laughs> this is true. This is true. What so I that means every time. Oh, go ahead. No, well, I was going to ask Alan if every time he actually uses the same amount. You know, because I always thought that things differ from bowel movement to bowel movement, you know? <laughs> oh, well, no, no. Sometimes you need more toilet yeah. paper. Yes, yeah. yes but, the, but the amount that one uses per, at a time, the amount one tears off at a time is the same. Okay. Like a per wipe so for me. It's just how many, no how many times I have situation happening. How many times I have to tear off for a particular episode, as it were. Okay. <laughs> It depends what you've eaten. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too uh, much information. Toilet paper radio. <laughs> One, eight, seven, seven, Charmin. Oh yeah. It's a new fetish. <laughs> what I hate is like the spaghetti toilet paper, which they have in a lot of um, public spaghetti places. It's like it's like a big, gigantic roll, but it's it's very narrow. Oh, it's so maybe thin. Maybe two and a half yeah. inches narrow the one ply <laughs> tissue paper yeah and it's often even not perforated there's just a serrated edge yeah. to tear oh out. yeah and those serrations never work right no never 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 depends on how cheap they were with the toilet paper too yes splurge there a little bit there's some mighty cheap toilet paper out there my butt is spoiled at home yeah you know i've debated on taking my own going on vacation that's one of the very few things i don't take but there's been times I I've thought about. I actually have a roll in my car just in case. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> roll in your car. Yeah. My For son emergency. threw it in there. My, actually, my son's girlfriend threw it in there when we did a did a road trip, a <laughs> two-day road trip. And I was like, toilet paper? She says, well, you never know. Always be prepared. Yep. I thought, well, With you scouts never know. On <laughs> I suppose. Like a... Like a good uh, good uh, Boy Scout or Girl Scout, you got to be prepared. Yeah, have... well, keeping in mind, girls need toilet paper a lot more than boys do. That's yeah. true. Very true. They're, you know, drip dry takes a while. Drip dry. <laughs> <laughs> we can't shake like you guys do. Can't shake. Well, you could. You're very jealous. <laughs> You're not... You're... <laughs> Think of the way you shake. Now do that with your butt. <laughs> well, yeah, that doesn't work That's so dancing. Well. Diane's very jealous of the peace dance. She really is. I am. Well, what do you think? Should we spin ourselves in the news? Sure. sure. Okay. Why not? And I don't have a promo, so here's Resurrection Radio News. Here's Ellen G. and Diane Steele. Hopefully, Sean will put something cool there and not embarrass me with my imitation. Oh, no, that's staying in. <laughs> right. That's a valid hope. <laughs> <laughs> Penis news. Doctor fired for anal massage technique. A Swedish doctor who has previously been cautioned in Sweden for using a controversial anal massage technique to cure various kinds of pain has been fired from his job in Norway for the second time. 
Cancel dismissed the doctor after only two weeks when they realized that he was the same man who hit the headlines last year when another local authority fired him. The man, who also runs a private clinic in Gothenburg, described his dismissal as part of a witch hunt against him and said that his technique is successful. Several years ago, the man was warned by Sweden's Medical Responsibility Board, HSAN, on at least three occasions after treating an elderly woman's headaches and back pain with his method. The man considers himself misunderstood. I was just about to ask what kind of pain was he treating with that method? HSAN examined the research literature which the doctor used to support his use of his anal massage technique, but found that his treatment contradicted scientific tried and tested experience. So this is like wow. almost like acupuncture for your butt, where like if your head hurts, you <laughs> massage your anus and all's better. Well, interesting. Hmm. <laughs> anal massage. I guess yes, the pain from one place that. just goes to another place. Yeah, there are a you few know, people. Take your mind well, off yeah. of it. <laughs> Could be either sort of lose track of your pain, either because you're experiencing a new, more excruciating pain, or because <laughs> yeah. you're experiencing great pleasure. Either right. one. Exactly. Well, okay. <laughs> it's kind of like that old joke, like uh, if your head hurts and you rub a lemon in your forehead and then your eyes burn, you forget about your head hurting. It's kind of yeah. like if your head's hurting and then your ass hurts, you forget about it. <laughs> well, then there's, I mean, there's the whole thing about the vibrator that's how vibrators were invented was because of a medical rubbing massage mm, that's your story you're sticking to it <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true do you know how the vibrator was invented it was invented by a doctor because he got tired of when women would come to him for hysteria he would masturbate them give them an orgasm and send them on their merry way all relaxed. With a cigarette cool. and a smoke. So he <laughs> created a machine in the early, I think it was the early 1900s, he created a machine that vibrated because his hand got tired. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> That's a cool invention. Sounds right to me. Yeah, that works. It is. <laughs> hmm. Our next story is from uh, April 11th. And uh, we're told that Joseph Donald Scordato offered a rare defense when Ridgewood police charged him with masturbating in public. That's not possible, the 81-year-old man told police after his arrest in September. I don't have a penis. <laughs> Scordato of Patterson, I guess this must be New Jersey, Scordato oh, no. of Patterson appeared for his arraignment Monday in State Superior Court in Hackensack on one count of lewdness. Yep. Brought into the courtroom in a wheelchair, he fell asleep while he waited for his case to be called. He said he wasn't able to hire a lawyer because he was in the hospital. <laughs> State Superior Court Judge William Meehan instructed him to get a lawyer before his next hearing on April 24th. Can I represent myself, Scordato asked. Then you'll have a fool for a client, the judge replied. <laughs> Authorities say Scordato parked his car across the street from a movie theater on Cottage Place on September 16th and unzipped his pants and began masturbating in the middle of the afternoon. A beautician working in a nearby salon, saw him as she walked past the car, and she called police. Assistant Bergen County Prosecutor Dave Calv Calviello said, Scordato had pulled away when police arrived, but was stopped shortly afterward. When confronted by detectives, Scordato denied that he was masturbating in plain view, according to a September 16th police report. I have dry skin and I have to itch it a lot, <laughs> what he was quoted as saying in the report. Okay. Scordato was indicted three weeks ago by Bergen County Grand Jury on a charge of lewdness, exposing intimate parts in a public place where children could be present as a fourth-degree crime, carrying as much as 18 months in state prison. Matthew Winthrop, a caretaker who wheeled Scordato into court, <laughs> said Scordato was innocent. He's a very good man, Winthrop said. Asked how he felt about the charges, Scordato uttered an obscenity and said, let's get out of here. <laughs> of course. Records show that Scordato was also arrested in 1997 for a similar offense and convicted of fourth-degree lewdness. Uh -oh. He was sentenced to three years probation and was ordered to attend sex offender counseling. Calvietto, that's the prosecutor, declined to comment on how he will counter Scordato's defense. But he did say there is no information that would lead us to think he is missing any body parts that men his age typically have. <laughs> oh, man. As if New Jersey doesn't have enough problems. Well, you know, <laughs> he's 81 years old. If he could do that in the afternoon, let him do it. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Let's hope we Russian. can all still do it at the age of 81. <laughs> Let's yeah. Russian man grows penis on arm. How's that for a title? 
Interesting. Doctors have conducted an 11-hour operation to replace a patient's deformed penis with one grown on his forearm, a Russian newspaper reports. The 30-year-old Russian man had a defect from birth. His penis was crooked, two and a half inches long, and lacked a scrotum, the newspaper writes. The doctors had the penis removed and attached to the man's arm. Hmm. Using his body tissue, it grew to six and a half inches and was sewn back onto his groin. Wow. Silicone tubes were inserted into the organ to ensure an erection was possible, and doctors also created a scrotum for the pa- from the patient's own skin and placed silicone testicles in it. Hmm. A Moscow surgeon said the man will be able to have sex in a few months, and he added, women will never suspect it is artificial. Now that's amazing. How the hell that's does cool. it grow so long on your arm? I wonder uh, if I that's going to make someone who has, like... Issues? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, stop. Well, um, it says he was two and a half. Look at that as an option. Is, is that an option? <laughs> Having your oh, penis God, cut off not. and put on yeah. your arm? Oh, six and a half inches. There's a lot of guys who would do a lot of things for six and a, six and a half inches. Yeah, really. How long did? How long was it there? Um, he went from two and a half. Yeah, how long was it on his arm? Oh. It doesn't, doesn't really say. say. Yeah, it doesn't say. I wonder um, how long it takes to grow a penis on your arm. And I wonder how they actually reattach it. I have dreams about that kind of thing. I'm glad that they can. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you're not supposed to watch the Discovery Channel or the large show before going to bed. <laughs> of course they can. Everyone's heard of Bobbitt. It gives you bad dreams. How do they uh, reattach that? <laughs> Eleven hours, apparently, it takes. That's an intense operation. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and he ended up with having to have uh, those inflatable tubes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's inserted not... in order to in order to uh, to get hard. Well, mm-hmm. it says silicone tubes. Maybe they're attached to veins and act as like in the place of the veins that are. Oh, I doubt it. I, sus- no. I suspect those are the, those tubes that you inflate with a little pump a that's pump. in the groin. Yeah. Right. I've seen those. Yeah, I've seen well, that before. N- not in person, but pump I've up. seen it in Who books. had one? Flip years ago. Flip Wilson was on. Howard Stern show, and he used to have he used to go on there and brag about how much sex he'd have with women. And uh, when he started having trouble getting it up, he had he had that pump put in, and he would he could reach down and pump himself up and go all night. Nice, (laughs) flip them off. (laughs) I don't think I'm ready for that. (laughs) How about some penis size news from around the world? Sure. Uh, In 2001, Dr. Eduardo Gomez de de Diego of the Size Genetics Medical Company, came across some research on average penis size published by the Spanish Society of Andrology. The results surprised Diego as they didn't agree with the results he had obtained from his own clinic survey examining the size of the average Spanish male. This spurred Diego to enhance his own survey and to expand it by gathering results from other countries. The statistics took over a year to gather from journals and studies published around the world, and the results have now been made available. Diego admits that the results are not exhaustive. We couldn't find references from many countries, and in some cases, we couldn't even find the appropriate people to talk to about it, he said. Hmm. Specialist journals and other sources like urologist associations tended to be the sources for the results we did gather. The survey covers 15 countries, with the results pulled from sources such as the Journal of Sexology in Japan, the Jacobus Survey in India, and the Clinic for Men in Chile. The survey turned up surprises for anyone who thought that all men were created equal. Mm-hmm. And here are some numbers from around the world. Uh, United States. Would you, would you like to hear the, the flaccid, the erect, or both? Both. Both. Oh, both? Okay. The United States, uh, flaccid 3.4 inches, erect 5.0 inches. That's consistent with what, with what I would think or what we've talked about on the site. Yeah. Yeah. Japan, 3.1 inches flaccid. 5.1 inches erect. Hmm. Italy, 3.9 inches flaccid, 5.9 inches erect. Hmm. Venezuela, 3.7 inches flaccid, 5.0 inches erect. Uh, Colombia, 3.5 inches flaccid, 5.4 inches erect. Hmm. Korea, 2.7 inches flaccid, 3.7 inches erect. I've got some other countries here that, for some reason, the, the studies that they used didn't have flaccid lengths. They only had erect lengths. Hmm. Uh, Germany, 5.6 inches erect. Spain, 5.3 inches erect. 
France 6.2 inches erect, Brazil 4.8 inches erect, Mexico 5.9 inches erect, Greece 4.8 inches erect, and India 4.0 inches erect. Interesting. I think these numbers are are it's it's unlikely that all of these numbers come from studies that were conducted in the same way. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways to conduct a study and who you get to volunteer and are they self-measured studies and um, Fair enough. However, having said that, the the numbers are probably a lot lower than a lot of people think. That's true, all of them, no matter which right. country you look Everyone at. Everyone thinks they have the smallest penis in the world, right? Yeah, with, with an aside right. from, let's see, who's the who's the biggest on the survey? France. France. France looking at a, a rec size, yeah, 6.2. And then we've got Germany at 5.6 and Italy at 5.9. Aside from France, which is slightly above 6, the between 5 and 6 is a real good real good estimate. Many of these countries you know, are, are in the fours. There, too. there are a lot of fours. India right. 4.0, you know, Korea. Yeah, this ties Saudi in with Arabia, a with a show I'd Greece. like to do at some point in time. One of the most common questions or one of the most popular threads that search for is a thread we've got that says Asian average dick size. You know, what is it? Right. And I think a lot of people are curious about these stereotypes. And while, you know, there are perhaps some differences in some cases, I don't think there's that, you know, not all of one nationality or one origin is smaller or bigger. You know, there are averages. So that would be an interesting interesting topic for us to do some night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Okay. Now, last week, we yeah, we discussed voyeurism, which was watching people have sex. So we said we'd do the topic of exhibitionism this week, which is sort of the other half of that. This mm-hmm. is people who like to be watched or make themselves available to be watched. So do you like being watched? That's the uh, that's what our topic's about tonight. I think we decided we were going to talk about it when I was talking about the hotel room and the curtains. Oh, <laughs> that's right, that's right. I, I couldn't remember because Sean suggested another topic and I think it was before he listened to the last show and I'm like I thought we said we were going to but you're right you were talking about how you like to walk around in front of the curtains close, yeah. you don't close. I don't close the curtains so you're a little bit of a closet a exhibitionist bit. in a safe in a safe way yeah nothing illegal right well I don't know how illegal it is to have your curtains wide open. Yeah, I think that's illegal, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> if others can see in you your from room, outside. doing what you're doing, well, I guess. Hey, if they choose to watch, that's hmm. free, free country. <laughs> Even if it is Canada. Canada. Yep. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, I just I'm picking, I, and I enjoyed the candy so much. I got a yeah. Pick it on You're cut off. Canada. Yeah, no more smarties for me, eh? <laughs> so, do you want to hear what Wikipedia has to say? Yeah. Sure. Eh? Sure. Okay. Exhibitionism is the psychological need of a human being to exhibit naked parts of the body to other people. That is, parts of the body that would otherwise be covered by clothes according to the standards of the individual's cultural surroundings. In exhibitionism, the individual shows a tendency to an extravagant, usually at least partially sexually inspired behavior to captivate the attention of others in a display of a naked body part or parts that would otherwise be left covered under clothing. That is a really pretentious sentence. (laughs) I don't think I've ever strung that many large words together. (laughs) Reasons for this and other types of exhibitionism (laughs) are varied. Exhibitionism generally is also known as Lady Godiva Syndrome in reference to the semi-mythical female who supposedly rode naked on a horse through the streets of Coventry, England. Oh, that's Diane's new nickname. Lady Godiva who rides through hotel rooms (laughs) with her curtains open (laughs) and her panties on. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> Some people like to expose themselves in front of large crowds, typically at sporting events, which is such as streaking. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. A similar phenomenon is when, at the conclusion of a sporting event, a woman may flash her breasts while sitting atop someone's shoulders in a dense crowd of people. 
voyeurs are sometimes pre-equipped with portable digital cameras or video recorders for just this eventuality. Again, and make prepared. money off of it, too. There, there are whole feature-length videos from uh, New Orleans Mardi Gras on that subject. Exactly. Girls exactly. gone wild. Street. It is a fetish among many who adhere to it, and many such practitioners see it as an art form. Many nightclubs, goth bars, and dance venues encourage mild exhibitionism to enhance the venue's atmosphere. This contrasts with nudism, in which the exposure is not connected with sexual sexual expression. I sort there of, you go. I sort of found. I, I was doing some searching on the MeasureAction.com site to see where this is discussed, and you know, in searching for exhibitionism, it wasn't discussed as much as I thought. Like I only had two or three pages of search results. Um, there's a lot of people who talk about the exhilarating effect of going to a nude beach, and that that may not necessarily be exhibitionism. Well, that's then that's exactly what this says. That I guess it ties to their enjoyment of it. That's if they're nudism, right? Would you say that that? I mean, if I'm if I'm a nudist to be nude and just enjoy that, or is it exhibitionism if it's something I'm sort of getting off on? But nudists don't get off on being nude. Right. They just enjoy being nude. Right. So, yeah, it's two completely separate. See, I saw a lot of mind. I saw a lot of posts on our side about people who are contemplating, you know, I'm small and I'm going to go. What the heck? I'm going to go to a nude beach, or that's what I should do, or I, I did it once, or yeah. And it seems to me that that uh, nudism in that environment is doesn't meet the definition of exhibitionism because the definition said that it's parts that would uncovering parts that would otherwise be covered by clothes according to the standards of the individual's cultural surroundings. Oh, right. And if you're in a if you're at a nudist resort right. or clothing optional resort, the, the you know, the cultural surroundings you're in do not require those parts to be covered. That's a very yeah. good point. And I hadn't thought about you know, I uh, I thought a lot about people like Diane that do things in front of the window or let themselves be seen. I hadn't thought about streaking or girls <laughs> flashing boobs as exhibitionism, but I guess it is. And it I'm, is. Oh, the boob flashing, oh, yeah. definitely. Sure. I don't think I've ever... I'm trying to think if I've ever... I've probably had the desire to, to sort of do what Diane says, walk in front of a window or be seen, but I don't think mm-hmm. I ever... I don't think I've ever done that, to my knowledge. Sometimes Not the, in a hotel? You stay in a lot of hotels. I know. Uh, I don't think no. I I think I'm always too chicken. Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next the time. Thing, they Me don't too. know what room number you're in. <laughs> oh, I know. Hmm. They're like in another hotel on the other side of the street. Right. Yeah. The only the only time I ever had any serious thought about that, in a, and it was in a hotel, was in the Luxor in. In Las Vegas, oh. which is the pyramid-shaped hotel, yeah, nice place. Where the, the outside wall is is at an angle, right, right. And the, the windows are just these weird windows. Yeah, and it's an awesome place. I've been and, there a few uh, times. That that thought crossed my mind in a, in a room at the Luxor. Now, see, uh, and, but the, you didn't do it. No, I don't think I did. In that scenario, I don't recall doing it, and I I know I've never. I, I know I I don't even remember the the thought is just anathema to me. And so I doubt that I've ever considered it at all in any other environment. Well, I think there uh, that the windows are tinted too, so I don't think anybody would actually be able to see from the outside well, at or night, mirrored. At night you can see Unless in, you were pressed up against the glass. <laughs> you know, but I, whenever I've stayed there, I always leave the windows open, the curtains open in Vegas. But I'm usually sharing a room, so I'm usually changing in the bathroom. Right. But I like, when I'm in Vegas, I like having the view of the strip. I like laying there and having all the lights outside, and I like waking up, and yeah, it's cool. Because I've stayed in the Luxor and having the windows open. And last time I was in the MGM Grand, big glass windows. I would guess at night that someone could see in. Now, you know, the hotels across are pretty far away. They would almost have to have binoculars probably at that point. Mm-hmm. I can't see, re- and at that point, if they're well, having the trouble were- of having binoculars and looking for it, why not? Yeah, what the heck? Give them a show. Well, yeah. unless you were at the Luxor, if you happen to be in the uh, on the side of the pyramid oh. that faces the, the two towers, or in one of the towers on the side that faces the pyramid, then you're a lot closer. Then, yeah, then you're a lot closer. Oh, that's a good point. Hmm. Hmm. Back to Vegas we go. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. 
Thank so wait a minute. I want to touch on something yeah. here. You said that you're usually sharing a room with someone, so you change in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Why do you change in the bathroom? Because I'm shy. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm usually sharing you know, that. a room with uh, a family member or my brother-in-law or something. And you don't change in front of women. I don't know. All my pe- my people all get naked. No, not me. I get up, get my clothes, go in there, come out dressed, and okay. avoid that. Interesting. Hmm. That's a show of its own there. <laughs> I think I think the size hang up the size hang up contributes to that. I mean, we you know we've talked about small issues, and you know people go right. into junior high gymnasium locker rooms and do the same thing. You right. try not to be seen getting changed right yeah. so, I've, so it's ingrained yeah so let's see Mike, it doesn't make for a big exhibition is it no <laughs> it, but you know there were a lot of posts on the site of uh of guys who were building up the ambition on our site to uh either do the the public shower thing at the y or you know at their local gym or like the one that live with posts. yeah or do the um or, or do the nude beach thing now, Live with. Now you know. Before you read that, I want to get. I want to hear Michael's dirt. Oh, okay. Michael has dirt. Well, I don't know. Oh. Michael, do you have dirt? Well, my, yes, yes, and I'm not too proud Ooh. of it. Actually, I want to hear. Get <laughs> Diane Twitter painted, would you? Okay, I'll I'll try. You know, the last time I don't think I did it too well, but I'll try this time. Um, <laughs> I'm listening. Well, a friend of mine that I was living with was having a barbecue at his house, and. Everybody was outside and nobody was in the living room. And so me and my girl just decided to grab a sheet out the bedroom and, you know, just, I guess, go at it in the living room, you know, and, you know, come to find out the guy who's my roommate walked in and walked in on us. And he walked for probably about maybe 15 seconds and turned around and left. And uh, we kept on going at it and. I don't know. I kind of feel bad about it now, but at the wow. time, you know, I was too excited. You know, I, you know, I didn't care who seen, you know, but <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's now there really, had to have been a little exhibitionism in, in either your mind or hers to have gone into the bedroom and not done the it there, but rather bring the sheet back into the living room on the floor and and right there is the door to the outside. So like, if anybody just like peeked in the window that from the door, that makes for wicked sex though. The the oh, the chance it did. of getting caught. Hmm. It, it made it so much better. In. Now that's interesting. Is that exhibitionism or is that something else? That wanting to do it where there is the risk of being caught, as opposed hmm. to deliberately hmm. wanting to be seen. Hmm. Well, isn't that sort of the same thing in a sense? I don't know. I I'm don't not know. sure. That's what I'm asking. Though, doesn't that it? is a good question. A lot of people like to like to do it where they might get caught. Sex in public places it's is probably a whole other like in the back of this whole other subway uh, car or something. Whole other fetish. Hmm. hmm. They want the risk of being caught, but they don't necessarily want to actually be caught. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's not exhibitionism. Absolutely not. I'm just thinking of when I decide to sneak an orgasm. I mean, I can come in 30 seconds with the vibrator. <laughs> and uh. But I have to listen for footsteps coming down the hall because I can't lock my door. Steve would be like, why are you locking your door? So I, you know, do it in like 30 seconds. But listening and it's the whole, I can come in 30 seconds because I could get caught at any second. Oh, that's true. Hmm. You got my men spend their whole <laughs> lives, Diane. Trying to to make sure they don't come in thirty seconds. Right. <laughs> there are times you it's just the opposite be done for and women. Take care of business and get back to work. It's well. See, the thing isn't going back now to the mud I said earlier about where the first vibrator came from. For for me, it's a lot of it is just releasing stress. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's sex in general. You know, stress relief. Yeah, but you don't have to give a shit about anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about popping one off. And right after this show, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now can I read this post? Yes, I just wanted to get Michael sure. Sturt first. Go ahead. 
<laughs> I like Michael's dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Although Mike, last week's was great because you were telling us about peeking—not peeking, but but seeing through the window. Seeing and actually wanting to join and that all that uh, heartbreak. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> hot. That's a hot. Hot. It's hot. Yep. hot. I don't have the clips. Twitter painted. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I want to read this post from Liv... I say LiveWiz, is that right? I think it's LiveWiz. It's probably LiveWiz. LiveWiz? I LiveWiz? CheeseWiz? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay, one time years ago I was at the beach. This particular beach had this roomy bath, had these roomy bathhouses for rinse-off after being at the beach. There was a wall of shower heads, presumably for rinsing off with, or perhaps without, one suit on, and was not open for view from the outside. Except for a very small angle, I noticed, from one particular shower head, where a person walking by from a distance of 25 feet or so, just ambling by, would get a one-second glimpse. Hmm. Well, at this time, the beach was not yet busy, as I had come early. No one else was in the men's bathhouse. I was wearing my suit, but walked over to scout the area and saw a single lone beauty around 19 wearing a string bikini headed my way on the adjacent path right in line to get a view if she was so inclined. What luck! <laughs> <laughs> I ran back to my exposed view, running showerhead, and quickly removed my swimsuit. I was so excited at the possibility of being seen that I was beginning to have an erection and or was mm -hmm. at least very flaccid. <laughs> My head was under the running stream of water, so I could pretend not to notice, but my eyes were angled to see if she would catch me naked. When she came into view, her natural voyeuristic quality <laughs> caused her to glance in as she passed. She gave a hmm. sudden lurch as she was passing, but stopped dead in her tracks and backed up a bit so I would not notice her, I suppose, <laughs> if I happened to look up. She was smiling as though she was privy to some secret view. I kept my position, holding moving only slightly so I could see her watching me through the screen of water. She did not know that I knew she was watching ah. me. I was mm. not an exhibitionist. She was a voyeur. Perfect. My cock had slowly risen in the course of this episode, <laughs> about ten seconds to a rock-hard pole. Swing. She still remained. I wondered if she would freak out if I played with my cock as she watched. I hesitated but a second and decided to go for broke. I began to stroke my penis, and her eyes got really big as though she was really enjoying the spectacle. I had become so excited at this point that I had a tremendous explosion in about ten seconds, oh. shooting semen halfway across the room. You go, buddy. Awesome. I then turned towards the wall and turned off the shower, picked up my towel, and walked out of view. The whole scene lasted maybe 45 seconds, but it was one of the most intense orgasms of my life. I still think about it and jack off on occasion, just reliving it in my mind. Wow. That's sweet. How That's hot. How fucking hot is that? Yeah, really hot. 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 <laughs> Amazing. Wow. <sighs> See, now that... And thank you. On behalf of those of us that would watch... Yeah. So he <laughs> saw the... So that that is true exhibitionism. He saw the opportunity to oh, yeah. potentially be seen. But I like what he says there that... He says, I'm not an exhibitionist. She was a voyeur. Perfect. Perfect. No, Gets him I think the that's denial. Yeah, it's denial. <laughs> but he, you know, he obviously set the whole thing up. That did remind me, and I don't, I don't know if this would be exhibitionism or not, since I don't think anybody saw me. <laughs> but I, I did one of those, uh, I did one of those public showers once at a pool at a hotel I was staying at. Just mm -hmm. when I was sort of like coming over my small issues, like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I went in there and I took my suit off and I used the shower and I don't think anybody else in the world came in. They might've, but you know, it was sort of the act of the big hurdle of doing it. Of doing um, it. I don't know if that's exhibitionism or not knowing that, okay, I could be seen. I don't know. Well, see, now we're back to that again though. Yeah. It's another question. Yeah, it's socially accepted. It's public showers exhibition. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, probably not. Because it would be socially acceptable to be naked in the shower, so. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. Hmm. So it goes against the definition. Now, if I did it in the women's shower, that might be exhibitionism. <laughs> that might be trouble. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's, again, another show. Yeah, but what do I care about that? <laughs> well, and it could even, I suppose it could even be exhibitionism in the men's showers if you if you went in there and, you know, and, and we're deliberately trying to 
the attract, attract, attract attention to yourself because yeah, like you wanted to be seen. Cry- yeah, first, yeah. Know? Or if I were playing as myself a, or doing, you know, look at me. Yeah. Here's my penis. Hello. Yeah. Hello. hello. How are you as doing? A, look at my penis. Because then, it, you know, to be watched while <laughs> masturbating that that would be exhibitionism. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that that could happen yeah. in the shower scenario. I didn't do that. Of course, that's what this guy did. So. <laughs> Sweet. And I wasn't visible from outside. His makes it more exhibitionism because he was, he was visible from outside. Mm-hmm. Where's that beach, man? With the showers visible from outside. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Another of our users uh, named Kilgore writes, um, "I can be a bit self-conscious by nature about my penis. So one time I decided that the best cure was to confront the fear head-on." An artist named Spencer Tunick was having a group oh, nude yeah. photo, so I decided to show up. It was a cold morning, and I was nervous, excited, flushed about being naked in front of other people. Everyone else was, too, as we all got naked quickly without eye contact. We all had to lie on the cold pavement while he took the picture. Weather and nervousness aside, all the surrounding nudity kind of gave me a hard-on. I tried to tuck it between my legs, but <laughs> lying down, it wouldn't stay. <laughs> When I got the picture back, I showed a female friend of mine. When we finally picked me out of the group, there I was with my heart on poking up. <laughs> it looked so small. I was embarrassed, but truth is, it was funny. Have, has anyone ever seen his HBO documentary? No, but I've no. seen his art. No. I, I yeah, forget what I've it's called. It's, it's like uh, Nude in America. or uh, But there's a documentary on this artist uh, named Spencer Tunick. And perhaps we can find his page and put a link to him in the show notes. But he's traveled all around the world and done nude photos. Uh, I would totally do one of those photos. Yeah, he puts a call out. And sometimes it's just a few people. Like he might have three or four people or one person nude somewhere. And other times he's, you know, had hundreds of people. Like hundreds and thousands of people sometimes. And the one time on the show, which is funny, he was at a, I think he was at a beach or something. And and they convinced him to... uh, they convinced him to get naked as well. <laughs> you know, sort of tit for tat. I would do it if there was a hundred people in the photo. I wouldn't do it if it was just a few. But if I, I think was we one might of, have some one of many, I would definitely do it. And would I you? think we his might pictures, have some I of those think, are always very large groups, aren't they? Um, no, I mean he's 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 done shots with just one naked man or one naked woman. It varies in public as in well. Public, yeah, like in, like in the oh, middle yeah, of the street. All in okay. Public. I knew that I knew yeah I knew his group ones were all in public. Yeah, like um uh you know he may Oh, I see what you're saying. He may pick a you know pick out a lady and they'll go somewhere and they'll go to like a main street in downtown Boston near a side street and they'll hop out of the car, she'll ditch her clothes, he'll take his pictures and you know hop back off in the they car go. And go. Yeah, exactly. Those are usually quick. Hmm. Usually the big groups he's somehow got permission for. Probably because you can't, mm-hmm. you know, you can't orchestrate thousands of people in one place. Um, <laughs> okay, it. everybody jump out of your car. Yeah. <laughs> Run, did you close? No. And I think work. he even, I saw him once. Oh, yes. It was either Greenland or Antarctica or something. I mean, he he had these guys hopping off the boat, going nude right. in the very cold, cold weather. Would you guys do it? No. I don't know. I, Not in the cold. I would. Okay, it seems well, like would he likes pretty, cold um, too much. Pretty self-conscious. Not, now, probably, you know, if if a bunch of my Measurection buddies were going to do it, I, I might, you know, I might be coerced into it with strength and numbers from smaller right. guys. Right. Although what's Family. funny about, if you watch this documentary, is that a vast majority of uh, the people, you know, there are some big guys, but there are a lot of average guys. You know, they're not, these aren't supermodels showing up, they're not. They're not porn stars. Oh, no, they're real people. Real people, and, you know, you just kind of see average um, mm-hmm. everywhere you go. So All shapes and sizes yeah. of all, all different body parts. I'm surprised Beautiful. Alan hasn't seen this. Well, I've seen, I have seen at least one piece of his art. In fact, I was sitting here thinking it may be if we do a, a search of our site that we will find there some are additional some. references to him because I, it seems to me I have seen one or more of his pictures, and probably from a link on our site. Right. Right. They're here. I've seen them here, too. Yeah, so so I suspect there's there's got to be at least one post uh, on the site that has a that has a link to, to if not his site itself, at least to, 
to a site that has one or two of his uh, photographs in it. Right. Oh, it's, let's see. It's called Spencer. It's called Naked States. Is the um, uh, the documentary? I think that's what it's called. Naked States on HBO. So um, keep your eyes peeled for that documentary. Naked it reruns States. every once in a while. I've seen it probably six or seven times. Why do you keep cool. watching it? Every time I see it, you know, it's, and I've got the TiVo <laughs> thing, so you can pause and you can, you can, um, frame by frame. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Work things out. Let's see, actually, That's Spencer funny. Tunick, does he have a, he's got a Wikipedia entry, I think. Hmm. They have everything there. Wikipedia's got everything. Article not found. Well, so much for that idea. <laughs> Never. So you want to hear? Never mind. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Do you want to hear another post? Sure. Very small. He writes, I live in a part of New York where the streets are very, very narrow, and directly across the street is an old office building which houses a bank. The building is not even 60 feet away, and you can see right into it. It feels like you can almost touch it. Well, one day, after coming home from the gym around 7 p.m., I took a shower. While in the shower, I heard the answer machine pick up, and it was my wife calling. So I darted out of the shower, naked to answer the phone, soaking wet. I hate when I do that. <laughs> yeah, really. The phone is directly across from our windows. When I realized this, I turned around, and basically I was standing completely nude in the window. Since it was after business hours, nobody was on that floor except two cleaning women. They had their back to the windows and did not see me. The fact that I was <laughs> on display, even though nobody saw me, gave me an instant erection. <laughs> I was really hard and on full display, except that nobody saw me. So I went back to finish my shower and masturbated, thinking about being so exposed. Since that night, I've walked around my apartment nude three or four times before my wife gets home, hoping that one of the cleaning women will <laughs> spot me naked. I try to do it in a way that appears natural, so that they don't think that I'm trying to flash them, even though I guess I am. I don't know why I'm doing this. See, that's, we do. that's me. See, now that... That's an exhibitionist because yes, he he wants to do it, but in a safe way. But not he just is really off on the possibility of getting caught. Yep. Oh, he he wants to be yeah. seen now. That first time maybe right. he didn't, but but uh, <laughs> see but now that's he does. me. That that sentence there. I try to do it in a way that appears natural, so they don't think that I'm trying to flash them, even though I guess I am. That's and that's so, how I am in the hotels. Cause just like the, and see, I thought in some states that that stuff was illegal. Like if you can see from inside your house or something like that. I thought it was somewhere in Florida or something. That's a that's a I good question. I mean, I know there's legality issues, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Exhibitionism and voyeurs, voyeurism sort of go hand in hand in that, you know, the exhibitionist wants to be seen and the voyeur, voyeur wants to see. It's a perfect symbiosis. Well, I'm, but then I would imagine if you can and peeping Tom, <laughs> you know, like they there are extremes right. that, that are definitely illegal. Right. I yeah. imagine if you can see it from the streets, that it would that that would certainly be public indecency. But if the only way you could be seen was from somebody looking into your window from another window. I'm not. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that'd be uh, touchy ground there. Hmm. You know, here's a here's a question. We have a lot of um, member photos in our Measurection photo gallery. We've got thousands of them. Do you think that? I know I posted my pictures there, and that's sort of a liberating uh, liberating process. You know, you feel like, aha, I put myself out there. I've been I've, I've been seen. Do you think that that's a form of exhibitionism? In a sense, I think so. But then again, way. a very safe way. Yeah, it's a safe. It's a safe exhibitionism. Because you know, once I when I first posted pictures, it was, you know, it was not only so liberating from the standpoint of you know, here I am, but you know, it's a it's a rush and a turn on, all at the same time. And every once in a while, I think that I think about the fact that they're still out there, or periodically someone will write to me and say, "Hey, I just looked at your pics," <laughs> and I'm all like, "Oh my gosh." I forgot, you know. <laughs> I feel like I've been uh, I've been spied on or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I got reminded I think the of pictures. my breasts being in there a while back. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, they're in there. <laughs> Let's see, we've got uh, four forty one hundred self pick. So you know, our members have put. 
quite a few bits of themselves online. And, and thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you to our members. <laughs> and if you would like to see <laughs> to I think it's members. my bits or <laughs> I think it's more liberating than than I guess exhibitionism. Well, you know, I don't know. I mean that's wanting to be seen. It's like you sort of you want well, to be seen. I, well I don't know if it's a sense of wanting to be seen or like validated like, you know, this is me. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear what sense. you're saying. But I don't know, I, I, you're not buying it, huh? Not really. It costs too much. Okay, it must cost too much. <laughs> that could just be me, though, right, Alan? What do you think? I, I think some of the people who who post their own naked self pics do it because they want to be seen. I think others do it not because they want to be seen, but because they have they have coerced themselves into believing that. That if they can just permit themselves to be seen, it will it will somehow improve their mental health. Right. And I think Josh is the perfect example of the fact that it that it indeed can. Right. Right. Fair enough. Okay. So I, I don't know that I would sides. necessarily call those people exhibitionists, right. though. Right. You know, unless unless they get some comments back and then and then turn around a week later and post a bunch and then more. And we have people that do right. that too. <laughs> then maybe they're exhibitionists. We have people that do that. I mean, <laughs> Dave Gorman. <laughs> yeah, and do you guys remember um, years ago? I I came across his picture at another site recently, which reminded me of him. But uh, little one in Ohio. Do you remember him? Yeah. I mean, if he's done one picture for the site. He's done hundreds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> elaborate poses and you know. Yes. Hmm. Hot. 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 <laughs> it's very cool. <laughs> well, okay. I have another little, I guess, tangent on the subject. Sure. What about like tight jeans or tight speedos or tight underwear? Yummy. That's, do you think <laughs> that's what? like a form of exhibitionism? That's a good point because we have had some. Uh, that's interesting. Some guys on our site post about you know wanting to put on the little speedo and show off what they have or what they don't have. I can't imagine why someone would wear a speedo if they didn't want people to see them. Right. I mean, that's because you have speedo anxiety. I have because speedo of anxiety. Glass. That's true. <laughs> Unless they're swimmers. <laughs> I would never wear a speedo. I would me. be. It would be obscene for me to wear a speedo. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> me neither. I, in all of my, in all, with all of my glorious two hundred and fifty some pounds, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You know, me neither. I have too much. Well, I leg. think I think guy, I think guys who are the right proportions to do it, right, uh, are great to look at. Part, oh, you know, I enjoy part of me that. Says that I would do it if, if the rest of me were in shape. Right, it would be f- just sort of that fun to sort of show off. Do you think, Alan, if the rest of you were speedo worthy, you would do it? I might indeed. I I, I don't think. That my small dick size would keep me from doing that. Right. Cool. Because the most revealing thing I've ever seen Alan do is trace himself and post it in the gallery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that. that. <laughs> I forgot all He's about that. He's never posted any pictures, but he traced himself once. <laughs> but, and I forget why, but there, there was some scientific I asked him to. Oh, my God. But we'll have it to was find me. it and put it in the show. <laughs> Well, you can put a you can you can put a link to it so those who are SOS who subscribers are, uh, can who are SO, yeah SOS subscribers or or gallery subscribers can link to it. He was illustrating some right scientific. I mean, it, it was involved in engineering something some way or another. That <laughs> no, no, I I mean, I I ended up using a rather technical method for for getting that outline because I had I had absolutely no success trying to actually physically trace it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I can't remember what the discussion. There was some kind of discussion that led to my doing it in the first place, and I don't remember what that oh was. Gosh. I think it was we can track me that somehow, That's but I forgot what it was. I brought it up somehow, and I asked if you can do it, and I think you followed suit and did it, but I forgot exactly what oh, it, I was. Mean it was. So. Maybe somebody, was there a discussion somewhere about whether or not people could scan their dicks or something? Maybe, Maybe so. you're being silly. Let's see. I'm. I don't <laughs> I'm searching now. Let's see here. Where was it? Well, maybe it was when everybody was tracing their hand. Oh, or let's something. see. It might have I been the, somebody tracing their hand. It might have been the penis length index finger correlation. Right. Let me see. 
Oh, did I yeah. post? Did I post an outline of my hand and an outline? Let's see. Of my hand? Um, <laughs> no, this. Yeah. So, this so, so first, he posted an outline cock. of his hand. My he says my index finger is actually my third longest finger, um, and yeah. somehow we. Um, and Michael says, I have a terrible mind. Imagine if we all traced our hand and our erect cocks like Alan did above. Yeah, because you were the first one on the thread to actually like trace your hand. Everybody was talking about it. What forum are you uh, in? Let's see. This is in the a main forum, and the post is from September of 2005, and it's uh, penis length slash erect index finger correlation. So people have a poll Love going. It. They're discussing about how their index finger corresponds to um, their penis size. Um, first, can you bump it up? Yes, I'll bump it. Uh, first, people are confused about which is the index finger. So Alan, Alan's got the free dictionary and like an illustration of which is the right finger, and then <laughs> and then they're still debating. So then he actually traced his hand and he posted the image. And Michael says, "I have a terrible mind. Imagine if we all traced our hand on our ex cocks like Alan did above." Um, and then there's some more post. Uh, yeah, so then there's a post in the gallery, and you link to it. And, and there, there it is. is. And, and, uh, and in all its glory, all, all its glory. <laughs> and let's see in here. Let me find the post where he talks about how he did it. And we're all laughing at him. Um, uh, somebody said, this has been one of the stupidest threads ever. And I said, yeah, but it prompted Alan to trace his penis for us, which is the closest to skin that we get. It was worth it. <laughs> it definitely he was. Says, about my, Thank about you. my outline. I tried to do it with pen and Dick on paper as I had for my hand, but I guess in my old age, I must need Viagra because it wasn't rigid enough to facilitate running the pen around it without moving. <laughs> also, it tended to want to roll away from the pen. <laughs> so being the clever <laughs> nerd that I am, I switched from paper, dick and pen and paper to dick and camera, took a picture, transferred it to the computer and used a graphics editing program to do a bit of touch up to get rid of the small shadow that resulted from the fact that the camera's flash is off center. <laughs> Then I used the program's edge detect tool to generate the outline. A tiny bit of cleanup, conversion to grayscale, bump the contrast, crop, resize, and voila. <laughs> pure Allen. Pure, pure Allen. That's funny. <laughs> so that is a genuine that outline. That is a genuine outline. <laughs> oh, that's definitely. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> so too funny. Well, I don't know how we got off is on Is that in the gallery under, under self pics? Probably. I just bumped the thread so you can see it now, but okay. well, we so we derailed that one. What about the tight jeans? I don't think we really got into that. No, did we? Um, that's a good. I mean, we have enough time. Tight jeans are they exhibitionism? I actually, my friend um, wears tight jeans. He's lost in the eighties, as I am, um, and he doesn't like the baggy jeans because it doesn't show his stuff right. So I would think so then. For him, it is definitely. Sean it's, had proposed a topic for us to, you know, let's talk about the the, t- the return of tight jeans, and the trouble was is that apparently the tight jeans have returned in Texas, but the, all of us go <laughs> haven't seen any tight jeans around here, so it wasn't much of a topic. Well, in Atlanta, in Atlanta, baggy pants. Yeah, are still baggy in. pants falling off your butt with your underwear hanging out the back. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. pretty much it's are still here, here too. too. But for girls, they've started advertising the the. Um, skin tight jeans to tuck into the top of boots. Hmm. Hopefully, men well, are up far here, behind. girls. Yeah, but what what <laughs> good does that? I miss guys' butts. Yeah. Well, it's slowly starting to come back in style. I think it's called emo or something like that. If you think of Fran Ferdinand in his look, hmm. uh, the tight vintage shirts and the tight jeans and the small little tight jackets and stuff. I think that's slowly starting to come hmm. back. Yeah. So maybe. I hope you know, that so. Might I miss the uh, I miss the short shorts on the uh, the college basketball teams. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's never coming back. <laughs> Believe me, that's never ever Their coming back. Shorts are very long. <laughs> never ever, never ever. That's what I'll. It's I don't same, see basketball but, very often, but I'm going to get to see a basketball game tomorrow night. So, lucky devil, we'll check it that's out. Cool. I'll report back on what kind of shorts they're wearing. Well, <laughs> that is all the time we've got for tonight. We have. Talked about exhibitionism, voyeurism, toilet paper, tracing Alan's penis, and Diane being Lady Godiva. What a show. We hope that you have enjoyed it as much as we have. If you, uh, We want you to participate in Resurrection Radio. We'll play your voicemails and read your emails on the air. Or you can send us an email to radio at com. 
And don't forget to visit us on the web at www.measureaction.com slash radio. That's M-E-A-S-U-R-E-C-T-I-O-N dot com slash radio. And, of course, you can record a sound file and then email that to us. We'd love to receive it, whether it's about uh, a comment about today's show, a comment about a past show, or a suggestion for a future show. Yay. Or just to say hello. You know, we'd love to hear your voice. We still have on our agenda to do the Masturbation Methods show. So if you want to call in or write in to us and let us know how you do it, what's your technique? Left hand, right hand, some kind of lotion, lube, socks, toilet paper rolls, bunnies. (laughs) You know what? Tell us. Nylon, (laughs) I was thinking thinking about the, the, the clip I'm going to send in, and I wished... You know, I was in the middle of sex with my husband, or like, not the middle, the end of sex <laughs> with my husband, and I'm listening and watching him come, and I'm thinking, damn, I wish I had the high river. The high river. Well, I'm sure the, that <laughs> show performs a couple times a week at your house. You've been listening to member-supported Measurection Radio.